This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep your hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jake Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr., Don't Text Me With Your Green Bubbles, a.k.a. I Only Debate My Equals, Everybody Else I Teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, Jay, you ice, young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Did It, I've Done It Before, I Had It, Got Mad At It, Don't Want It No More, a.k.a. If You Put Me In A Room With Lions, Simba's Dying, Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. Get it right. I did it different, did it better, did it nice, did the impossible, and then I did it twice. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Daily Affirmations. What up? This shit gets more obnoxious <laughs> every motherfucking week. <laughs> every week we talk about doing new intros, and yours just gets longer and harder to listen to. Pause. Ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm longer and harder in this <laughs> And it's your man Dame going wild. The, the landlord of the West Side, High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The Prince of Puritan Avenue, the pride of PA. The corner store conquistador, the liquor store legend, a mogul in the making, an icon in training, and a modern day sex symbol. You're welcome. Welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast episode. No need to ring the bell on that because it's all facts. <laughs> it's all facts. Welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast episode number sixty-one. Still no, no good sixty-ones. Yeah, we ain't we ain't really prepared for the sixty-one. So I, I think don't know. Ray Nitschke wore sixty-one. Who, I, I don't know who the fuck that is. I think so, but um, that's so, it. That's it. I don't have nothing else for sixty-one. All right, great. You know, we got a couple guests in the building. Um, I hear they got intros. I hear they got intros too. So um, we'll start to my right, and uh, please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name's Melina, aka Melly Mail, aka DJ Melly Mail. If you like it. <laughs> okay. Is <laughs> that it? I was waiting for more. No, that's all I got. That's okay. <laughs> DJ Melly Mail. Melly Mail. Oh, what's on me? All right, I'm Tommy the Barber. A.K.A. Tommy. <laughs> Young Huey P. Newton. Okay. Let's go. Sorry, I don't have a freestyle. <laughs> I just have a basic intro. My name is Joy. People like to call me Detroit's own J. Cole. Uh-oh. Okay. And I'm also the creator of Respect My Crown. Oh. Oh, cool. Oh, I... I, I, I yep. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't get my sweatshirt. Mm. I've been trying to hook you up. Uh, yeah, you haven't been trying that hard. <laughs> I'm not hard to find. Uh, so we do got spare change. Yeah. Um, in the building today. Uh, how was your week, brother? Uh, this week was a lot more, lot more tame. No jail, <laughs> no court. Uh, I can't really drive right now. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, police officer was real fucked up and took my metal plate off the car, so I just got the uh, a paper tag in a window. And I just don't want to be a target. So, shout out to Uber, uh, my homeboy Mike, Jay Johnson, my nigga B, everybody that's been kind enough to, <laughs> to cart a fat nigga around for the last week. I appreciate you, but I'll be back on these roads in about a week and a half and then go to court 
about another week and I'll be straight. I'll be straight. That's what's up. I got a court date tomorrow morning. Good luck. I'm sure it'll, be, it'll turn out well. Um, I'm Where's just, it at? What county? Oakland. Mm. What I'm city? Berkeley. Okay, I keep my phone on just in case. No, I'm just not. <laughs> it's nothing that serious. I'm just trying to get out without paying no money. So You don't go to court and not pay. You don't go to court and not pay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've never been to court. I guess maybe just like once or twice where I've been to court and didn't have to didn't have to pay nothing. I fight everything, no matter what. Oh, I fight all my tickets too, but I still I got an, I got a decent record. I'm like seventy five percent. So That's failing. Seventy five percent is not failing. Depending on what college you went to, that might be a failing grade. You went to Cass. Three out of four? You went to Cass. Failing. That that wouldn't have passed you. You fooling. You would have had to take English over Now, uh, 75. 75 and on the cast grading scale would give you a C. Nah, my nigga. Yeah. You're talking to somebody that barely graduated high school. That wouldn't have got you. 75 is not an F. It's not. It's no, not, it's, like it's, a, it's like a D. No, you I think 75 was a C. Yeah, you can graduate. Cass, you can graduate. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It was a 2.25. Yeah, yeah, that 2. is a 2. lie. 5. That is a lie. I, I got kicked there. out of Cass twice. I went there. I graduated. I, so did I. But it wasn't with a 2.25. I well, can promise I you that. Well, wasn't that either, yeah. But you could have stayed. No, I still stayed. I stayed and graduated. Uh, shout out to my mama, rest in heaven, because she pulled some strings to make sure I ain't go to Redford like all my other niggas. But it is what it is. So this week has been crazy as fuck. Yeah, man. Uh, they fooling down in Charlottesville with these Klan rallies and this alt-white what is what is it? The alt white movement, alt just right. a just Man. a gentrified word for white racism and KKK. And they want to call them white nationalists and all other bullshit. But uh, it's a bunch of bullshit. Man, I want to get your your thought because you know I already think a certain way uh, about the whole shit. Um, you know, it kind of hits real close to me because my father's people are my father's side of the family is from a small town in Virginia called Skyler, which is right outside of Charlottesville. So, I mean, this is a place where I go visit like a couple times out of the year. So I'm very familiar with the area, with the climate down there. And it's sad to see. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. When I, I felt like when I retired, you know, kind of stacked my money up, I wanted to build a house down there and just kind of live the rest of my life down in VA. Uh, it's sad to see what it's come to. Well, a lot of folks that was down there not even from VA. No, no, I know it's not, but it's just it's eye opening that racism is still that prevalent in in the deep south. Like, regardless of the strides that we've made, like the shit is still alive and well, and it's is breeding and brewing everywhere. Uh, it's just sad for me to see that, you know. Again, because I got family members down in that area, and I, it shit shit concerns me because mm. it's not like I didn't I didn't come from a big family, so like I don't have like a lot of cousins and shit my age. I'm looking at like, you know, older cousins, you know, people around like my dad's age. So I mean, it it concerns me because they're not in the same. You know, I can get out there and deal with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My dad, I guess, in a stretch, could get out there and handle himself. But, I mean, he's still a 60-plus-year-old man. And I don't want him or anybody that I love being kind of caught in a in a compromising position. And it's just, you know, I got kids and trying to explain to them what's going on and the fact that people just hate you because of the color of your skin. It's still a tough conversation, conversation especially because some of my kids are biracial and they – you know, yeah, my ex-wife is, is so 
Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah my ex-wife is Barbara. It, it does. It does because their grandmother is white. So I mean, they they see it. It's still prevalent. And and like my grand, their grandmother, my my ex-wife, my mother-in-law, whatever. Uh, granted, while she's white and skin tone, like if you did not see her and just talk to her, you you would think like you're talking to somebody on the block. But you know, it's still a part of their life. It's a part of what they got to grow up in, and it's hard for me as a parent. To kind of explain those things that, you know, regardless of what you do, that hate is still going to be alive. You know, it's interesting that uh, this whole thing started because they were upset they were about to take down the statue of General Lee. Um, you know, I just went to Gettysburg, uh, you know, a couple yeah. of, about a month or so ago, and General Lee was the leader of the, the Confederates or whatever. Um, they actually asked him to fight on our side, and he had to make a decision on which team he wanted to fight on because he was, they wanted him to be the one to lead the North or whatever, but he chose uh, the Confederates or whatever. Um, so he was, like, in the Army. He was a general before all this shit happened, and then when South Carolina went his, went his way and the other nine states, they had to pick their sides or whatever. So he was, like, um, a regular good, quote-unquote, air quotes, good guy, you know what I'm saying, before all this shit. And That's, um, just, that's just the story they layer to us. Yeah. We'll never know. Uh, but so they upset that they were going to take this down there, take it down. So they went out there and protest. So now you have a bunch of other folks. So you got a bunch of white folks out there protesting. And then you got another group of white folks out there counter protesting. And it was interesting to me because then was white folks fighting white folks. Yeah. Like I'm all with white on white crime too. My <laughs> thing is, I don't, I don't have a problem with the statue being up personally. Like leave generally alone, and I think they said there's like about 150 Confederate statues kind of spread across the U.S. I'm fine, just keep them up. But then let let us put up statues of like Medgar Evers, uh, Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X. Well, no, like like just, just let you just can take make that shit down because y'all lost. Man, like you don't get the statues down. Yeah. they've been tearing down our monuments. Yeah, you're right for hundreds. I've been wanting to years. I've been wanting to hear what you thought about this, Tommy. You already know. You already know where I'm coming from. Now, you know what I'm saying? No disrespect to the biracial family, but I don't I do not mess with white people. Now they are cool and I do I got respect for certain white people because it wasn't it was, if it weren't for this white lady, which is my counselor, Miss McClure, I just told her this the other day. I hit her on Facebook. If it weren't for her, I would have never went to college or met the people that I know now. So, you know what I'm saying? It's all love, but at the end of the day, I'm not apologizing about shit that we doing. You know what I'm saying? White people kill each other every day. You know what I'm saying? It's more white on white crime than it is black on black or Chinese. You kill where you live. That's just what it is. That's human nature. Who's killing Italians in Italy? Italians. Who's killing Chinese in China? You feel me? So it is what it is. But you know they they throw that they throw it out for us. It's the media, man. You know it's uh the media portrays this uh this old you know fucked up image of us. Because you'll have black men getting killed being shown on the internet, I mean, on the internet or TV, and then you skip to, like, this fuzzy cat that just got saved in the tree. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? How do you do that? How do you just flip the script within a commercial break from a man being killed to babies being raped to... A good news story from the West Side today. We have yeah, a, yeah a, they got to put a positive spin on positive. it to end yeah. the show. So did you see, so apparently there's a group out there who uh, who dressed like Donald Trump. With, yeah, the, with the white shirts, the the red hat, and the khakis and khakis yeah. and shit. I seen that. Yeah, like I heard uh, dressing like their leader, and for real. Yeah. And they and they said that David Duke and them was like he didn't he didn't get up there and de- so this is one thing that everybody kept making a big deal that I really don't care about. This whole denounce 
Like, you got to come out here and denounce this. Like, I don't care what you say when you get up there. Like, we know who you are. Like, you can denounce all you want. Like, we know who you are. Like, just yeah, it don't. It won't make a difference if you denounce them or not. You already know they know each other. You already know that they cool. You know, took multiple pictures together yeah. back in the day. I mean. He took funding from him, so yeah, he took funding from him. So, so it's I respect that more the fact that he didn't, because if he does, then you just giving us a fake person of who you are versus to who you really are. And now we know, you know, the people who wanted to put on this idea that they thought he was better than what it is. Now he's showing them, you know, they're in disbelief. Like I told people at work, no, I'm not in disbelief because that's who I knew he was. So what he did this weekend didn't shock me. It only shocks people who put up this image of what he never was, you yeah, know? I respect the fact he got all the races just coming out. I mean, you need to know who they are. Should be you. Don't hide. <laughs> Don't hide. Now, we need to know exactly who you are. They, We already know who they are. They are neighbors. They are co-workers, mm-hmm. teachers, people making your subs and subway. Like they, the politicians. You, you living with them every day. Police officers. Police like, they officers, out there. Sure. So, we, so this is what happened. Was Saturday night, right? Yeah. Uh, Friday night. Uh, Friday night. And then Monday, I sent you the video from Vice that got this whole documentary out already. Quick editing. Vice got one already? Yeah, Yeah. before it happened, during it, the whole nine yards, and, like, it just seems so... Staged. Yeah, it just seems so fake. Not fake as in, like, it didn't happen, but it just seems so... So disingenuous. It didn't seem. It didn't seem authentic to me. Even the person, the the head person, that guy you just showed me the video of. I yeah. can't. I, I can't think of his name. But like he, it seemed like he was. It was fake. Like he was all the, the like he had like punchlines and shit like that. It just seemed real weird. And it's just real convenient that we're not talking about Trump and Russia no more. Mm-hmm. Um, like everything when everything was getting real tough for Trump, Russia, and his son. Oh, here come North Korea. Yeah. Oh, here come this. Side note, Always. North Korea just said they back down today. Uh, remember I told you yeah. I'm not worried about North Korea. They all yapping, no well, action. Maybe, well, maybe they're just telling us they're going to back down. Yeah. Telling us that. Mm-hmm. North Korea is all yapping, no action. It's all, it's all yapping until they blow California off the map or some shit. Not happening. I mean, it may it may not happen. North Korea been been that wolfing man, for years. That man is fronting for his people because his people don't got internet. He is wolfing. <laughs> they, I'm not bullshitting. They don't have like they don't have no internet, they don't, they don't have, have no access. They Korea live don't in it. No, they don't. No. Everything is like and the, how they get all their info through him. Through him. And he, that's why they don't know what's going on. They don't know and what's going the on in the world. Part is they cut they the lights off at nine o'clock in North Korea. Yeah. Also, only the capital. They have to cheer for him when he comes out. They have to, even no matter how they feel. They have to cheer to make him happy. And nobody can rise up against them because they have a system where the entire country got to tell on each other every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all right, what did your neighbors do this week? And if you don't got nothing, like, you'll get in trouble. Like, you have to tell on somebody. I'm all out of the loop on North Korea. Yeah. They, over there, they don't know anything. So they, that's why they have the image that America is so bad because it's only based off of what Mm -hmm. he's doing. I think Ben, what is it? Ben Laden? When, uh, no, Saddam, who? Saddam Hussein, when he died, he did the same thing with his people, and they end up finding in his house, he loved American movies. So his people never seen American movies, and here it is, when they cleaned out his spot, he had nothing but American movies in there. Everybody, everybody loves coming they to America. They love it. You know? Everybody loves coming to America. <laughs> people over in North Korea think he is the, he has the strongest military. They think everybody in the whole world is afraid of him. So a couple months ago when he did that whole um, parade of all of his guns and stuff like that. It's not for the rest of the world. It's for your people. Like, you keep telling them, look, we hard. They scared of us. It's hard for I me to be afraid of a nigga that. with a Timmy. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can understand that the same, the same way uh, America portray things to us. You know what I'm saying? That's true. They show us like we the number one nation, just so yeah. third world. When they so That's innovative right. with technology, it's like mm-hmm. how we not doing what they do? We the number one nation, except not in math, not in science, exactly. not in the economy, not, not in, in health, nothing. not in nothing except nothing. Yep. prisons. Because we got we got that we got that we on got lock. That on lock for and sure. that's the only thing we got. That's crazy. All right, man. So other than that, there was a lot of NFL action going on this week. It's preseason football. I don't even count that shit as football. We're not talking about actual football games. Oh, we're talking, you're talking about the situations about, like, that happen. They ain't say nothing to my man. You know they weren't gonna say nothing to Lynch off bail. So uh, Michael Bennett sat for the mm-hmm. for the national anthem. Marshawn Lynch sat for the national anthem. There were anthem. several members of the Raiders that took a knee for na- for the national anthem. They they did not show that. But Marshawn Lynch being the fa- one of the faces of the team, they definitely showed Beast Mode sitting it out. Man, I just got a lot of I got I just got a lot of issues with a lot of people in the NFL. I'm not even one. I got an issue with the NFL boycott because we yeah. trying to boycott the, the NFL. That may be something I agree with you on because I got an issue with the boycott as well. Go like ahead, this go the, ahead and speak like you don't boycott this. This leave the shit alone altogether. You know what I'm saying? Because Colin Kaepernick get a job next week. Did we win? Did like white folks not who the NFL owners are not racist no more? Like. Everything is over as soon as Kyler Kaepernick no, get a job. But I'm on the other side to it. I don't think it's that you feel that way, for, at least for me. It's not the fact that I, you already know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because the 1%, let's be real, the money not new. So you already know where the money came from. It's old money. You yeah. know. So those are the people who usually own in the teams for the most part. Majority of the owners mm-hmm. are old money. But I look at it as, yeah, they might still be racist, but you can show some respect in what you don't do. So by hiring him, by us Showing, we need to show what our power is in the black dollar. Because, I mean, people, they know our power. We sometimes don't know our own power, and I think that's what keeps us down. So if you show that, then it's like, yeah, okay. Because they all about money. Regardless, yeah, I mean, they racist, sure. but at the end of the day, they about the green. Well, so, how much is the NFL really going to suffer? Those TV contracts are already guaranteed and paid out. Yeah. Nobody's losing there. Yeah, but, and then typically when you boycott, there's some means to an end. So if Colin Kaepernick does end up on an NFL roster, then fine. That that's what happens. But is that really like he wasn't taking a knee because he needed a job? He was taking a knee because of the inequalities towards yeah, black. So I don't have an issue with the protest per se. I, I have an issue with the temporary protest. If you fed up and you say I don't like how they've been treating us, that treatment not about to stop after he get a job. Exactly. Just say fuck it, I'm done. Like yeah. I'm done with ESPN right now. Like I. But it ain't, I think it's, it's no collective unity, though. Yeah, I think it's more so for this particular protest. It's supposed to be about the fact that you should have your freedom of speech and your freedom of rights. At least that's what I'm taking from it. And that's the way I'm going with it. It's more so if our country is based on freedom of speech, freedom of rights. I think, like, somewhere else I was listening to a radio station. They were talking about the all-white uh, all white lives matter thing. As much as I'm not, I don't see the point of that. They had a right to still have a protest, mm-hmm. just like I feel like the KKK can have theirs, because that's what this country is supposedly all about. Mm-hmm. So in the same sense, here it is that Kaepernick did what he did, and now you taking away a job. He ain't do nothing to – he did his job, and as long as you're doing your job, you can't take away somebody's job for doing their job You and for what they believe in, and that's what I think the problem is. I think we all looking at it with the – I mean, we see the bigger picture. You know, the, they using the black guys, and, and we see that. But when you come down to what it really is, it's about the freedom of his own rights. He should have the freedom. If he don't want to stand for the anthem, he shouldn't have to. 
just shouldn't. like anybody else. And it should not affect his job, and it is. Technically, so that's what the problem is. They wouldn't consider us having rights anyway because when, even when they signed that doctrine, you know what I'm saying, we wouldn't yeah, even consider citizens. So y'all do know this is a relatively new thing, though, this whole standing for the anthem and everything because the anthem typically the used to play while they was in the locker room. The armed forces paid the NFL money for them to play the anthem, and they sit up there and put their hands yeah. on the chest. Like, this is relatively new. Just for the display. Just for the display. So now, so this ain't been around but four or five years. All the attention now is it's a Now it's a big issue because... It's, it's an issue because black people mm-hmm. have an issue. That's the only issue. White boys sit down all the time. Shit, the owners damn near ain't even standing up. Nobody really care. They show pictures they of... They don't really they care. They show pictures of Trump on his... Uh, during the, um, his run for president when they were doing the, because uh, they, they played the national anthem and everything during the debates, he didn't have his hand on his heart. He was, yeah, he was just, like, he just doing whatever he was Man, doing. Anything, about his next tweet. anything we don't do or do is magnified. But this is, what I was, this is what I was getting to when I said I got an issue. Hugh Jackson, you know who, who ja- Hugh Jackson is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, black coach uh, for the Cleveland Browns, used to be the head coach, and got fired from the Oakland Raiders. He said he hope his players don't protest. Like, I know that y'all want to do such and such, but I hope they don't do it and everything. Now, look, you ain't got to be an all-eye supporter and riding with a T-shirt to say free Kaepernick and all other stuff, but you shouldn't get in the way of other – like, if you don't got nothing to say, either you're going to support or you should be silent. Like, you shouldn't encourage others not to speak out. Like, the reason that – Nobody you, wants to rock the boat. It's three black coaches in the NFL. The reason that you got your the reason that you got your fucking job is because somebody protested. Yeah. The Rooney Rule is in effect, so you can get a job. So yeah, you can we forcing you to get an interview. Like your whole. He don't want you to protest, so he keep his job. Man, he on a uh, he won three games last it's year. It's the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> like they rotate coaches every three four seasons. Well, if, it's, if yeah, if it's the Cleveland Browns, shit, he shouldn't. They should be all for it. All them need to be protesting. Jerry Jones say nothing no better. Anybody protests on his team, he cutting them. I bet you if Ezekiel Elliott sit. Well, Ezekiel Elliott sitting for six games. Well, he, he appealed he appealed at six games. He Which and, is some bullshit. Yeah, they're not gonna give him six games. But if he sit, I bet you I bet you Dak Prescott sit, then what, what you gonna do? I wanna find, see. He'll find him. You find, ain't cutting him. No, nah, they're not gonna cut him. I hate I, I, I hate all that shit. But dog. if you're on special teams, to the point where I'm, I don't even want you out of there. I don't even want to. I don't even want to watch football this year. I don't want. I don't care. It's just not important to me no more. I mean, I'm all not I'm watching the state play. I'm not. I'm it's gonna be hard, but I think I'm gonna have to. I'm not up. going out my way. Yeah, I I say that. I don't know if I'm gonna attend the Lions game this year, and that's my team. Year in, year out. I don't care how bad. To be perfectly they honest, we can pick up Kaepernick. As a backup to Stafford, we could. Mm. We could. Colin fit right in on he Detroit. Don't, he don't play all that different than Stafford. Nah, Stafford runs same type of gunslinger type like, of you know mentality. What I'm so if y'all want to do something, Detroit local people. Yeah, I go to the Lions games I now. To, I go. I don't care how bad my team is. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Ring it's bell. downtown. It's right there. It happens. Tripping. I understand. Hey, you can't, no passes on that shit. Damn. I just did went recently. No passes on that. <laughs> Let's just go to the game and protest. Let's go to the game and not stand. I don't actually stand no, well, up. I never stand up. And any, they always give me like a look. Like any time. When did, the, when did the I national anthem, when did they, how did the, the armed forces just take the national anthem? Like who told y'all it was y'all's? They need to yeah. start 
singing the whole damn song then. Since y'all want to be so worried about why the fuck we not standing Them up. Them last two verses. Yeah. Is where and she get a little bit murky. The third, but yeah, yeah, it just get worse and worse as it go along. You know what I'm saying? But don't nobody right. acknowledge that shit. Y'all runaway slaves ain't gonna have nowhere to hide. They don't acknowledge the fact that Francis Scott Key wrote the song, Slave Owner. Piece of shit, but you know, that's just how it is, man. All right, man. This is my other. It's my last football thing. We talked about Ezekiel Elliott. They gave the man six games for this. We got to mention one more. I don't understand. Well, I understand to an extent. So they've been investigating this this guy for domestic ab- abuse against his girlfriend from over a year ago. Um, the Miami police did their investigation. They didn't. They not charging him. Um, Ohio did the investigation. They not charging him. A whole year and a half later. You come out there and suspend the guy for six months. I mean, six games. So I made a post on Facebook, and I was just saying, like, if I was Ezekiel Elliott, I would sue the NFL for defamation of character. Because if you're going to sue me for this actual act, what you're actually doing is telling all my fans and all your NFL fans that I'm guilty of this, and I'm not guilty of this, the police won't even charge me for it. Like, so... I understand that you got a collective bargain agreement and you can do whatever you want inside the NFL. But when you make a decision inside the NFL that hurts my livelihood outside of the NFL, my image, my earning potential, my brand, my so brand, to it, but you won't be punished. Like I don't think you should be able to do that. And I, I'm Ain't that how what they want you to do tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm not. Um, but like how I understand you y'all did the collective bargain agreement he can do whatever he want to but in, and that's inside this little NFL bubble but those decisions that you make inside the NFL bubble have an effect on me outside in the real world you can't do that man you telling these people I did this shit and I didn't now there's information coming out that the girl got into a bar fight blamed the blamed the bruises on him said that uh, after he broke up with us I'm gonna ruin your career um, all the stuff that's coming out knowing this is why the police didn't didn't prosecute. They because didn't. They didn't did charge. They did a thorough they investigation. Fi- they found the evidence, and it wasn't enough to charge them with. But the and NFL, she, didn't li- she lied about some things, and she was like, "Okay, but I was lying about this, but I'm not lying about that." Now, granted, I don't know what happened. It could have been an actual issue, but when you can't prove it, the how NFL you gonna- is its own entity, has its own governing body, and that's why they're allowed to to move like this. Like they more power to them, but. No decision that you do inside your entity, if they affect me outside of your entity, you should be financially responsible if I take a financial hit for it. That's my whole argument, and I wish they argued that in court. But, I mean, he's appealing the suspension. He probably won't end up with six games after he goes through the appeals process. Sir, so, I mean, you it'll be water under the bridge. Sir, should, once you, once that's on your name, it don't get off. Don't. I'm a woman beater forever when you call me a woman beater. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Woman so, beater, rapist, pedophile, anything. those things don't wash To use away. another example, Thief. I take Floyd Mayweather for an example, right? So, you know, I've been following this career forever. The two domestic violence cases that he got, the first one he got um, when he was about to fight Diego Corrales. He took a no contest and pleaded everything so he can make that fight. That was his first fight at 135 for the belt. He took that, one, he took that fight, so he took the case so he would make that fight. Diego Corrales blew off all the, the press conferences and everything that's why he beat him so bad dropped him five times boom his second case he took he got into a fight like some girls jumped on him in the club or some shit we went with Arturo Gotti Arturo Gotti and that's his first pay-per-view fight Arturo Gotti didn't go up to any of the press conferences or whatever that's why he beat Arturo Gotti so bad so I took these two these two charges because I'm making eight million dollars a fight like fuck it I'll take these two charges 
and I'm not missing this money. But now I got these two Dang. domestic violences on my on my record. So mm-hmm. now every time anybody say something, you a woman beater. You a woman beater. You a woman beater. And like you can't get that off. You know what I'm saying? Like when somebody look you up online and say, Oh, he a woman beater. Like you may not follow the sport, you may not know the ins and outs or the cases. You say, Oh, he a woman beater. Like you don't that shit is on you forever. But but has that really blemished Floyd's brand has that stopped him from making money? Like he's still the highest paid athlete out there. And he make money in spite of because yeah. he's the only athlete that don't have no endorsements. Like all that money he made himself on a, on a knuckle. Yeah. So, I mean, in that case, go, it didn't hurt him. When you go, when you look, when he on ESPN, that's the first thing that they talk about. When him and Kerry Champion was going back and forth, last, like that's the first thing that they say. Well, you got this, you got that. Look at any of the comments on all those states. Like that's there. And so now you got that on Ezekiel Elliott. Do we deserve it? I don't know. But if you can't prove it, you can't get in front of everybody and tell me, yes, I'm going to suspend him for doing this if the police didn't even say I did it. I know y'all said y'all was all football, but did y'all see the little the fantasy little draft thing that the they The fantasy did? slave the auction? Slave auction. Did you peep that? Yeah. Man, I thought I was God. the only one because I was actually watching it before I saw it on social media. I'm like, this uh, yeah, is I like a slave it. auction. Poor like, decision-making from ESPN. That was now. especially at this – Charlestonville type of thing going on, and you do it at the same exact so if you're not time. Familiar, not, a, not a black face in the audience. Then None. So if y'all not familiar, so ESPN runs this fantasy football draft, and they run this little bit where they got a whole audience. They're doing a literally doing an auction. Every single person in the audience and in the background is white. They have a white auction there, and they have a picture of Odell Beckham Jr. and they <laughs> auctioning Odell Beckham off. And he get sold yeah. for like thirty five dollars to the jump. The yeah. guy jump out like, yeah, yeah. it it looks just like Get Out. Wow, yeah, for sure. This, this is yeah, real. Yeah, no, this, this happened on ESPN, on ESPN yeah. like two yeah. days ago. I posted on online. I know you not. Yeah. I posted online or whatever. But uh, like, this is real. Like, wow. so uh, Tom Brady, Gronk, all them people are or in there, right? But the one that you chose to, to display on TV, yeah, on TV right, exactly. was the, a, a, a room full of white folks auction off a black man. We already got the NFL combine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just... It's a lot of black people working at ESPN. And somebody nobody somebody should have jumped up in a meeting and said, yo, this is a fucked up idea. Like, you know what? We just had some tough shit going on in um, Charleston. I mean, not Charleston. Uh, Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Man, maybe we want to pull this hat. This is probably not the right look. Oh, so that's the ad that they run it. No, it was, I mean, it was, it was like a segment on actually, yeah. Oh, it was a real segment, so yeah. they only show Odell. No, they showed a, a few players, but, I mean, it's just the fact that yeah, it was just it's, it's an auction-style environment yeah. for black athletes. It's what they always choose to put on TV, period, just how the media plays. Mm-hmm. You, in the, you can be anywhere and you find the most ratty-looking black person to interview. Yeah. You can have all these brothers over here in suits and degrees and sisters and Let's go get the crackhead right here. I mean, when I <laughs> see went, what he got to say, I, I'll be honest. When I went to school and was studying for for my media uh, media degree, that was one of the things that they kind of really? lightly, Try to politely <laughs> told us: you look for the person that's going to give you the sound bite because it's about ratings at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, if I'm dressed professionally, maybe I'm not going to say something as crazy as right. you know, crackhead Joe. <laughs> might say with the mic in front of his face. So I mean, you go for the ratings. That's just so fucked up. Man, I used to have pro- I used to have projects where we would be required to go out into the streets and interview people, and we would get graded on who had the best interview. Typically, who won would be the people that had wild ass interviews. Wow. I would always go to Northland and chill out in the parking lot, Northland, and, and, and ask people what they thought about certain shit. 
and I would always get like a good quotable. That's unfortunate, man. At our own expense, you should know better, man. <laughs> hey, man, you should know. You I know better now, but like you back then, the, I was eighteen, nineteen. You should have went to. Yeah, I was trying to pass. Trying to get that four point. Yeah, you should have went to West Bloomfield and asked them what they thought about race relations. What do you think about Malice Green? <laughs> I don't. That's what they would have told you. I don't. Oh man, they wouldn't even know who he was. Yeah. So, uh, we got three thing, three other things we got to touch on. TV time. Yes. Woo. TV time. So what do you, you think start? about Power this week? Well, you know, I didn't see them. Not, not the episodes that leaked online, what we actually, because we know who's going to die. Yeah. What? I thought it was good, though. I mean, this was this episode got back. This week wasn't rushed like some of the up, other episodes. It wasn't, it wasn't bad writing. It's been a lot of bad writing in this in this season. Yeah. Um, but this was a it was this was it was good. The seasons felt like one of them straight to DVD movies. But I, I just knew that. What you think, Ghost? <laughs> think about that earring, though. He, he already knows. Know. He already too smart. And that's why he went there. I don't know if he knows. He knows. I'm upset. This you gonna know your I, woman earring? I'm upset this season because normally, at the end of the day, Ghost to have his back against the wall, right? And then boom. He had this shit figured out the whole time. You didn't even know he had a master plan. Like, that ain't happened in a while. And, like, he the star of the show. I want them to – I need him to get some – They got a human He got a lot to think about right and now. he went to jail, so that's sure – Slowed him, him down. It changed yeah. him up as a person because he was never expecting well, to go. I mean, to you got to remember, it's a person decisions. who never thought he was touchable and he made and no he got worse touched. decisions than Tasha. Tasha, you don't even work, and you out here just coughing it up to everybody, though. Throwing that pussy around. The driver, (laughs) the lawyer. And they give Ghost such a hard time for fucking Angela. Tasha took her panties off in the first episode. The very first episode in the back of the whip with the panties off. Yeah, popping herself off. Before Ghost did anything with Angela. Before he did anything. And all this shit her fault anyway. If you would have just supported her husband, let him get out the game. You know what I'm saying? You get the hidden, your man's. Younger son that's driving the, the help. Tasha like hitting the help. How the hell? This one I talk about bad writing. How the hell Tasha end up on a triple date at uh, trap karaoke and shit? How did she like, get to karaoke? karaoke? <laughs> and why do you keep trying to give her singing little scenes? Yeah, you it's part know, of that contract. contract. It's part of that contract. Yeah, she she wasn't that hot during three LW though. Don't do her like that. No, let's no, let's do her like that. No, they just wasn't giving her. They wasn't giving her. Tasha got all guys side eyeing their wifey's. Not Cause you don't even know what they doing. She just out there. She karaoke. A bird gonna fly. She's alone. A bird gonna fly. Just cause he so there. Just cause she, she married don't mean she married. You didn't have nothing. I just want to know this. I just want to know this. This is the only thing I need to know. What happened to that two million dollars that they what were supposed million to build, build ghost out of jail with? Yeah, what a two million. Now that's a real question. Because you borrow money from uh, Stern when you got two million dollars that you're going to She got that tuition. She sugar mama. She ain't no telling. She ain't no sugar mama. You don't know what she got. She got tuition. She got tuition. She ain't stashed nothing. He took all the money that he sold. No, she stashed it with her mama. She out there tricking off with her booze. That's what she is. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Or she may be the other partner. That we don't know about. Don't Tommy got some other deal that he working on? Man, Tommy ain't about to no. do that like that. He no. ain't gonna go out like that. She's not. They already did have a But don't put it past him because he is it was white. Tommy and a little. <laughs> 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 hey, that is scandalous. Tommy's slick, man. You see how he went over the house? Yeah. Got the picture. Yeah. No. What? 
Yeah, yeah, I can't say. I think we know the girl, the lady. It's interesting. Too. It's interesting yeah. that uh, ain't it weird that in your family photo album, your husband oh. got holding another I person's baby. I said that too. I said that. That don't even make sense. And, um, like clearly, there's more than this. How do story. you not know that this picture she right here? Yeah, she line, she, so she know she know who he is. She knows who he was. That's why she looked she at probably him. Probably told her. That look like me. It's got blonde hair, blue eyes. I got nieces and nephews, and yeah, I, we favor each other, but they don't look like my damn kids. I just pray, yeah, man. Somebody I just asked if my nephew is my son today. You got to raise your son right so you don't end up like Tyreek. <laughs> Straight up. You know what I agree with you. Man. My man's got lean under the bed. He, he going hard. Mm-hmm. But Robbing he, people. But why always got to have lean? When, when they robbed that lady. Dude. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for that. First off. But they bust her. But, but he look, wasn't ready for I don't like one y'all y'all doing these uh, strong arm robberies in in broad daylight. Right. That's that's number one. And then two, you just gonna opt for the midday rape? Like, come on, <laughs> dog. What are y'all doing? Like, she was old too. Like, you can like what are y'all alone. doing, man? He might, might be in the Cougars. You know what I'm saying? She was too old for him to be smashing. But like they was in their twenties. Young Tyreek has been molded by his father and his mom. He got a little bit of smart. He's a, he's a dumb fucking kid, but he got a little. He been. Manu, he he finessed his pops. He trying to get out of town, so folks, I want to go to Cho so. or whatever the school is. Um, he locked. Yeah, now nah. he he finessing out here. He's still a he's still he's still an idiot, and I wouldn't mind if he died. But that's Amen. just me for him. I agree. There. I'm with you. But we already know he ain't dying. I don't know. Y'all ain't see the episode that got leaked. No, I please don't, don't tell us. Oh, Some of us want to wait. Uh, but look. All right, uh, Game of Thrones. I was just finna say, you know they leaked the new episode, right? Yes, I, I gotta I, go home and watch. The, 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 this year, listen, yes. listen. This the neck, the one that come on Sunday, is it's already out right on. Oh, I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking with it. I can't even tell you what happened. I don't want. You on season three? What? <laughs> I'm on season one. Bring the one. bill on that. I'm on season Bring one, episode season zero. One. Oh, what's he? So look, can you, you mute their mics? Because <laughs> 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 they don't have nothing to talk Gross. about right now. They don't have nothing to talk about. So uh, the first episode of Game of Thrones, I watched it like four times because it was the first episode yeah. was boring. So once you get past the first episode, you good. Like it's great. But once you get past like the first ten minutes of the first episode, when you get heavy, into, seasons, it, when you get heavy into the seasons, that first episode is meaningful. It's definitely when, when you double back. You yeah, damn, it was a lot. Every season is meaningful up until the point where they're at right now because it's it's been a slow build. With you know games. Winter is coming. I know that. that was like yeah. season two, but it was all <laughs> the Turn first episode. Turn her mic Because winter's coming. That's all I know. Winter is, winter is coming. Well, damn, winter is, winter, is winter is here, actually. Or maybe winter it says is winter is here. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, you want to talk about insecurity? Hey, young Jon Snow was out there rubbing on the dragon. Yeah. Like, because he's a... He's yeah. a Targaryen. Yeah. For sure. And he, it's about to be some incest going on. Oh, uh, yeah. But they turn a blind They don't even out, know. They turn a blind eye to incest all over the game. I mean, Jamie. You know, that's part of their culture, though. Jamie, the Targaryens, yeah. though. Well, no, that's a part of uh, the ruling class <laughs> well, culture yeah, right now. Yeah. The same feminist has been in power, been in power. You see, she posed. You think she really pregnant, though? Yeah. Hell no, she's not pregnant. She's just a liar. She is. Cersei is just a liar. She's but he pregnant. Is, he is gunning her down, though, so. <laughs> No, no, you you should have kept up. You like six seasons, but right, you should have kept up. It's real, right? Insecure now. is that is that yes. the next? Yes, yes. Real insecure. I know that yeah. one. I even watch season two. Hey. Well, now we about to do you like? No, it's all love because I can appreciate um, my man getting some. Let's shout out to uh, Young Jesus Shuttlesworth. 
Lawrence is out here slumming. I can't. I can't even so agree with what he's doing. About that Ooh, he's not. He's trying to. No, that just he happened to that. He, that just he just stumbled upon that. No, I mean, it's a great he, thing to stump to go to the liquor store, forget your wallet, get your liquor paid for, and stumble into a threesome. Like yeah. that's an amazing day. That's no. legit. Oh, that yeah, happened it, on the west side. I didn't see that. Too late. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. too late. About this next. Nah, cats out the <laughs> you gotta keep up yeah. with your TV, bro. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll Do your Googles or something. I watched it well, today. Well, I know as far as I'm concerned, because I ain't seen none of the second season, but that last episode of the first season, oh, you I should. think he was in that for real. Oh, the first uh, episode of the second season, I he was he in there. back that, off. He had yeah, the angle, though. You know what I'm saying? The angle. That's the, you know, that's the money shot. might get into that tonight. After Game of Thrones, of course. Yeah. But, um... Yes, uh, Lawrence out here, Lawrence out here doing streets, what he's doing. Uh, I didn't like how uh, Tasha yes, called him boy. a fuck nigga. He is. That's exactly what he is. She that's, hit that that's, on the that's nail. That's fighting words. He's no. an F boy. No. That's fighting words. No. He yes, he is. I he don't. don't boss up on nothing. He always want to do stuff. And that's the same way I Easter think he's is, a nice though. guy. And he didn't want to hurt nobody. Guys can't do that. But he, he can't. can't not if you're a real life He wasn't nice playing guy. both. That's he why he was, he was 100% honest. No, he really honest. thinks he's nice, but his actions are not. I'm just saying. That's he why was he 100% honest. honest. Thoughts become he fell in. He fell in with his ex. He didn't think that until his existence. He wasn't in a real relationship with Gray. Figured that she, you should probably know. So, hey, I told you. And you I got the option. I just it convenient. You my weekend thing. Uh, right, but he didn't say that. See, he, he only came because he never he said He didn't realize that, that himself, though. He didn't give though. her the option. But see, yes, that's the did. problem. Hold on. He didn't. He you always got an option in. to get out. Wait, wait, wait. He wait. So time out. He came in and was like, so this look, is what this is. Because he didn't even realize what was going on. He thought everything was cool. His homeboy was like, no, you don't, that's your weekend thing? He was like, no, man, no. He made him feel bad. Then he went and took her out on a date because he felt so bad. But like his, he, he, he well in his feelings. Like, oh, shit. Uh, it looked like I'm playing this girl. Let me go ahead and take her out on the fucking date. Right. He should so have that was the time for him to be like, we not, we not trying to do a relationship. That's when, at we that moment, he should have recognized, like, right. oh, this is a hit it and quit it Y'all situation. Y'all can't go eat. So you hit it and <laughs> yeah, quit it. I ain't never met a woman to turn down no free meal. I ain't never met a woman to turn down no free meal. If that's not what we doing. If you let a chick, and we are firm, me and her always say this, like, we firm believers, if you tell a guy, and a guy and a girl both agree this is what it is. You, you most likely, if the girl know up front, that's what it is. It don't have to be nothing else. But you ain't got to do nothing agree, else. So I mean, but I'm saying we ain't got to go to dinner. It ain't gonna be that. It's gonna oh, be a text. About, right? oh, it's gonna okay. be I'm out with my girl. I'm gonna text you and say, hey, you up? I'm gonna hit oh, you with the same. You, you oh, up? Hey, big head. Hey, big head. <laughs> you know, like what's up? But if you trying to do something, if I'm going out with you, most likely, not always, but most likely, somebody wants more. And that's when it gets sticky and gray. No, it's like you might just be genuinely nah. cool. Nah. I used to, if you friends, yeah. Look, I didn't think he did. Y'all but not, just not like that. So Sleep listen, in order for him to in order for him to be the fuck boy, I think he would have had to go into something with, with bad intentions. I don't think he intended to play her or do anything like that. Shit just happened that way. Now, if he was out there like, I'm about to go fuck this chick, and I'm just that's just what it is. It didn't. It didn't seem that way that he was doing that to me. But she he did because nice. of the fact that okay, he told her that he slept with his ex. Mm-hmm. Then what they semi was like moving in together. We're not gonna say they moved in together. They were spending more time. 
He and then he agreed me. to go to the family barbecue and didn't Which even want to be there. Well, he, he was cool. Look, he was cool. Look, so he agreed to it. Then when he got there, the shit was mad weird. Until he saw and the girl he with the, the flute. No, like, was, like, did you see that? Like, yo, 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 hood ass cousin over Mask there. You got me. Listen, you got me running around here. Did this motherfucker got a few? Man, I'm getting the fuck out of here. This shit way too weird for me. Well, he should have known she was ghetto. That's what it was. And at that point, he should have known if she was ghetto. But listen, at that point, he was like, oh shit, this is some shit I'm not fucking with. And he a fuck nigga for that. At okay. some point, you realize I'm not. This is not my shit. You gotta got. You gotta get guys time. Once he started hitting you, you gotta get him time to get adjusted to hitting you. After that is when he decides everything else. Cause you the coolest person. Like you just, you are very cool once you getting hit. But once you get to doing all the rest, then. We gotta Don't agree shit. to it. That's my point. He agreed to it. Don't I mean, agree. he shouldn't have never. He, he pillow watch talking. Our TV shows together. Do he pillow all talking that, that he does. And then you come to the family telling about his ex. And you running. And you're not trying to be there. Mm-hmm. You could have been like, nah, boo. That no, shit was whack. He dipped. He should have just said, "No." Nah, if you went to your, if you went to your own family off. barbecue and that shit was whack, you getting the fuck out of but there. But that probably wasn't even whack because she saw her cousin on the flute twerking. That was no, the that whole. That <laughs> whole she was whack. He, he was pushing people in wheelchairs <laughs> to tables. I saw his whole thing. Uh, he pulled yeah, up. He hey, look. He pulled up. They knew who he was. Like, exactly. damn, how you know who I am? So that made him feel uncomfortable. He was like, wait a minute, why the fuck? We in a relationship. That's what he. And if you come into the family reunion. You know everybody in the family. That's your family. Don't know friends with benefits coming to the family reunion. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Yeah, you come and be family. No, you serious. It wasn't a family reunion. I'm I'm here for the play. I'm here for the play. It wasn't a family reunion. It was. It was a get together. It was a gathering. It was wasn't like a grandma or auntie big birthday party or something. Those parties are family. Hey man, come my cousins bring a different girl every time we see them. That's cool. We don't think nothing of it. Most he just don't want to come along. <laughs> right. Like I, need a I need somebody to talk hey, to in the car. On. All right, That's man. The <laughs> That's the F boy problem. Who, who gets whose man's is this this week? Uh, shit. I wrote it down, too. Um, Not prepared. No, I did. Um, actually, we kind of talked about it. It was gonna be Hugh Jackson was actually getting the whose man's is this. Uh, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like how. I didn't like his stance on it. I didn't like how he tried to appear. First, you want to come off. Uh, like you down for the cause, and then you want to encourage them not to protest, not to do this or whatever. Him, as well as our favorite uh, coon, Jason Whitlock. What did he do this week? Uh, he's still alive. He's still alive, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, he can be. Nah, all, he can always be. Yet. So LeBron James tweeted about what was going on uh, this past weekend, and he just came out and was like, "That's ineffective. You shouldn't be tweeting that." Um, he just was going in on LeBron James for no reason, talking about how um, he's ineffective. You shouldn't use Twitter. Everybody's just trying to recreate the 60s and blah, blah, blah. And Colin Hurd was going against him. Everybody on the on the whole entire panel disagreed with him. He made a horrible point, but they just keep giving this man a platform to spew hate on his own people. So him and who, Hugh Jackson, whose man is this? Okay. That's fair. I'd I really, that. really, really, really want to know who the fuck is friends with Jason Whitlock. Stephen <laughs> A. Smith. I fuck Stephen. Ah, oh, I fucking hate Stephen A. Smith. Because he said some fuck shit this week, too. But. What did he say? Um, he always say <laughs> Always. Yeah, that's um, true. But I just want one person out there to point me to 
somebody who's friends with Jason Whitlock. I really want to know who Manzis is. McDonald's, KFC, <laughs> Church's Chicken, they're all friends. Diabetes. <laughs> yeah. The Beaties just ain't called That's them yet. That's I take that back. I don't. I don't. I mean, good people die every day, and fat niggas sometimes go a little bit quicker. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my nigga logic. My my music pick for the week, <laughs> that's a hell of a segue, but my music pick for the week is my man Fashion uh, dropped a new EP called Mana off of uh, Mass Appeal Records, signed mm-hmm. to Nas. Uh, shout out to Boldy James because he's also on Mass Appeal Records, and he's from Detroit, and we support anything Detroit. Uh, the album nah, I is signed a new cat, another cat. What's his name? Boldy James from Detroit. Oh, no, you talking about Boldy James. Oh, yeah. he signed with Nas? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Fashion's new album, you know, which him, is dope. I caught him on um, uh, Shade for Five like last Sunday. Pre, pre, for Sean, okay. um, previewing the album and, and dropping some freestyles and shit. He's he's still him. nice with it. I fuck uh, with right now, my favorite joint on the album is Pardon My G with Snoop Dogg because I feel like Snoop can do absolutely no wrong in this world. Uncle Snoop. Snoop Lion was an epic fail. Man, Snoop continues to reinvent himself. Thirty years in the game, and Snoop still puts out hits when French, you least expect. French, French tips, French tips on his nails is definitely an epic fail. Yeah, I mean, that yes, he, yeah, he might make he might make some missteps there, but when you talk about the art, I thought that was different. You got to separate the two. Huh? He had real French tips? Absolutely. He was, when he was going through his campaign. No, that's about two years ago. It's about yeah. two years ago. But he's Protégé. still with them. Though. I remember an older woman once telling me that well-manicured hands are the sign of a sexually well-trained man. Okay. But, but that's the difference tip. between French tips. <laughs> Again. <laughs> French tips. I mean, she want my hands clean when I touch the pussy, so. Okay, well. Let me see if you got your French tips. If you ain't no, been no, the no, fr- no French tips. <laughs> okay, well, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I ain't gonna sit here in front like I don't get a manicure from time to time, and I don't give a fuck that's who different. thinks something about that. That's, good, that that's, that, that's different from getting a full set. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So uh, more power to you uh, in your full set. Um, don't play me. Don't play me. <laughs> All right, man. So let's get to the real uh, the reason that we're here today. Uh, we we act- give them back. Yeah, we actually here to talk about. Uh, spare change. Um, I just need somebody to tell me what exactly. And the knowledge supply. And the knowledge supply. Um, Joy, you've been kind of quiet this episode. Could you please tell us what what spare change is? Okay. Um, spare change originated with a group of Spartans. We decided back in 2012 that we just kind of wanted to give back to the community. So every around Thanksgiving, we made a tradition to prepare meals with love. So out of our group, everyone will prepare a dish, and we will pack it up, and we'll get in our cars, and we just carpool and commute around the city to offer a home-cooked meal in the area for those that could not have a meal around the time of Thanksgiving. So once we did it in 2012, we just... We didn't want to scout out other churches that was doing it because we felt like this is our community. We can do it ourselves. We don't mm-hmm. have to go nowhere. So for the past what, five this, this years, fifth year. we've just made it a tradition to cook these meals in November, and we've gone beyond it. So now we we get up, we go in the neighborhoods, we clean up. Um, we do our backpack giveaway. Um, we have a community day where... 
the knowledge supply and Tommy Barber will barbershop will give the kids free haircuts, our young girls hairstyles and just boost their image and self esteem to let them know that the city is behind them and we are here to support them and provide whatever resources that we can give. Most of us are from the neighborhood, so you already know how they go. You get to school, your hair nappy. You don't want to start off the school year already getting teased. You got to mm-hmm. fight. Now you're kicked mm-hmm. out. You just got to school. So just um, we got the donations pretty much from the community and from our friends, and then we basically take that cash. We buy book bags, uh, fill them up with school supplies. And um, so we have passed those out. Our community day is actually this year's October 27th. It'll be from 12 to 5. August. What did I say? October? Mm -hmm. I keep doing that, too. August 27th. So what we do is, aside from the book bags, we pass out, um, well, we got free food, of course. Everybody loves food. We had a bouncy houses for the kids. We had a DJ. We do do have some commitments from um, our local political figures. We got Jewel Ware, the Wayne County Commissioner, she'll be in attendance. And then we also have our District 5 representative, um, Mary Sheffield. Mm. She'll be there, too. And me being a barber and um, actually owning a barbershop where we house the community day, we just offer free haircuts and free um, hairdos for the young girls. I got a couple homegirls that do hair, so people don't mind helping out. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's just the fact that we need to stop waiting on people to come save us save and save ourselves. Ourself. And stop being so selfish about everything. You know what I'm saying? Spread Where's the, the community road. today going to be at? It's at my barbershop, 8971 Linwood. It's on the west side of Detroit. So it's on Linwood between Claremont and Taylor. Okay. So this year we was trying to do something different. Um, last year was our first year doing the backpack challenge, and we gave about 150 backpacks. So yeah. we wanted to double it. So we're here today to scout out more donations. Um, we're asking everyone if they could drop off any school supplies, backpacks, whatever it is you feel that will be um, uplifting to our kids for the first day of school. And we can bring them down to Tommy's Barbershop by August the 26th. We're asking that you have them at least by noon. That gives us time to pack up the bags the day before the event. But even if you can't make it then and you want to bring it the day of, we'll accept it. So don't uh, use that as a reason not to do it if you can't make it done. August 26th, but we do prefer August 26th, but if you want to bring it the 27th, we'll take it. Um, how many barbers are going to be on um, staff for cutting? Well, we're going to have, is it going to be two barbers cutting? The shop ain't, my shop ain't really that big, you know what I'm saying? So we got four available spaces, so we got two barbers cutting, we got two hairstylists, but I do have some other barbers in mind, and they're willing to cut hair for free, so what we might do is, because it's going to be so many kids trying to get their hair cut, we might, like, rotate, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Cut, maybe you might have one barber cut five, give him a break, let another barber get in for five. But it would be uh, four stations going at the same time throughout okay. the day. Okay. And then we got, we got um, we did get a commitment from the police to yes. come. Not because we need, we don't need security at all. We in the hood, we on Linwood, so we straight, we can police ourselves. But what we're trying to do is bridge the gap between the community and, uh, and uh, um, officers. It's important, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We have Gotta to let that. our kids know that they don't have to fear the police officers. They're here to protect and serve, so this is a perfect opportunity for them to see that not all cops are bad cops. Yeah. 
and we're waiting on a response from the fire department if the fire department is listening. Yeah. We're waiting on a response from them. We want them to bring a truck so that they can they engage can with it. the kids and let mm-hmm. the kids play with yeah. the truck. And mm-hmm. We, we still want to try to build some morale for them. Yeah, we got the confirmation we email. We need black so police DFD. officers. DFD. We definitely black do. Fire I know there are some um, firefighters. There are yeah. some barbers who some tune in to the show, and there are also um, some Detroit police officers um, who tune in um, to the show. So tell the fire department, hey, so, um, I sent the email. Just respond and so say So if y'all are listening, y'all can hit me at on Instagram at Tommy the Barber. D-M-E. T-O-M-M-I-E, not Y. Yeah. Um, because um, I got hip to y'all last year around Thanksgiving um, with the drive and the food <coughs> and things that y'all did, and I just was – uh, impressed and just wanted to to be involved and be a part of it and anything that y'all doing I want to be a part of it if we got a platform that can help and reach out to more listeners um, or more donations and more people just to get involved I'm with it 100% um, definitely. Appreciate definitely. It. We do appreciate it I want to do uh, Thanksgiving this year even bigger yeah, yeah um, we talked yeah. about that too I'm down for I'm down for the Thanksgiving drive. Yeah. This well, this year we're looking at possibly um, just setting up shop somewhere. Yeah, and a central having, location because yeah. we normally ride around the city. All we so do is hit all the high traffic if areas. If you guys with actually, homeless. your listeners have any suggestions of areas that we could set up shop, that'd be great too. Um, you aside can, from Cast Quarter, yeah, aside from Cast Quarters, because a lot of that's people go the there. Norm. That's just the main spot to go, mm-hmm. and we don't know all the areas, so it's about us helping one another so if you can give us some suggestions so you can reach email, out to us email us at spare change tm tm at gmail.com <laughs> or or you can hit me at the knowledge supply llc at gmail can you explain what the name spare change is and how it came about okay so we had a debate about this name <laughs> it's really a play on words we're offering it's spare change we're offering some spare change like we're sparing to make a difference in somebody's life and so that's what it's all about that's literally all we used that's all we do that's all we used from the beginning Mm -hmm. it was us coming up with some cash which it wasn't much we all we did was made thanksgiving dinner Mm -hmm. and then boxed it up and passed it out and we used just a little you'll go to the liquor store and spend 40 50 dollars on some liquor you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying we like well if we can You can spend that on some food, and we can feed X amount of people. Yeah, yeah. It's good food. That so it's spare really money happy. that we had. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of be mad money. because we don't never really get to eat the food. No. <laughs> it should be good as hell. Yeah, we, we forget it was some time. good. It was mac and cheese then, and some greens. Like, it was but like then also to piggyback because Joy being kind of <laughs> modest about everything going on, but, you know, like the Thanksgiving thing, we just try to do it bigger and better, and then what we've been doing, too, where we participate in the um, adopt a family program yeah, yeah. during okay. the uh, during the Christmas, Christmas holiday, mm-hmm. regardless of how you feel about um, holidays, because right, right, right. I don't really care too much for them. No, me neither. But at the end of the day, you got all these little kids that believe in certain things or whatnot, and you got these families that's really destitute. They don't have nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that you you get to um, engage with these kids and really see how happy they are for just receiving. Yeah. Something. And Something. Really, and they really you know, I mean, anything, yeah. they just be ecstatic about that. So, you know, we're doing it bigger and better this year, too. So We adopted yeah. two. Did we adopt two families last yeah, two, year? Yeah, yeah, we two last families year. last year. The year before, we, actually, we did a foster family. Yeah, we did a foster so, family. Went to their home. And we went to their home, got to see them in their own environment. So it was pretty cool. And that's just really dope, man. You know, you can't have to, you can't wait for nobody to come and save you. You got to save yourself. You have to. And you never know how little of a 
a gesture, what kind of impact that's going to have on somebody? No, I've always been a firm believer that when you attain a certain level of status and success, you're supposed to extend that olive branch and reach back out to somebody. You should. You know, I can think of, you know, just throughout my life, I haven't always been, like, the best of a person. But I, I can always think about somebody that, you know, took some interest in me, saw something worth reaching back for, and, and gave me opportunities throughout my life. And now that we have a platform, we're getting to, you know, our business has turned around in less than a year. This came from just the idea sitting in your living room to us having our own studio space. So, I mean, now that we're able to, you know, do more, I want to be able to give back and, you know, dedicate our time to a lot more philanthropic efforts, you know, and for the remainder of this year and even going into 2018. Absolutely. Um, so... Uh, everybody who listening because the uh, shop cares the shop cares i mean i mean if you know me in real life you already know what time it is but for all of our listeners who live in the city even if you don't live in the city and we got paypal uh cash app whatever it is um and if you we need to come to you we will Mm -hmm. Uh, we can meet somewhere and then we also have let me see what's today the 16th i got a homeboy um he has a clothing line called relive clothing and I posted it on my uh, on my Instagram. But what he's been doing is taking he came out with a limited edition T-shirt and sweatshirt. So what he's been doing is taking pre-orders until the 19th, and he's donating 10% of um, the proceeds towards the backpack giveaway too. So his Instagram is Relive Clothing. Man, the backpacks is I know it may the backpacks are very very important because you don't want to have a, give a child any kind of reason not to want to participate in school exactly. yeah. because that could be a well I don't got no book bag I ain't even going to worry you about it you got success. to and you know the importance of the first day of yeah, school when big. we was in school the first day was everything Major. Mm-hmm. and then all the kids even last year they they get so excited like when we gave them the backpack yeah. mm-hmm. like some of them were still waiting to get their hair cut but they were wearing a backpack and they were so excited going so, to school that first day crispy yeah, yeah. 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 You are a yeah, different con- person when you get a haircut. Mm-hmm. You might want to every Friday you know, morning. You your outfit I, 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 yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. You, you, then you got a crispy haircut. You want to be seen. You might be answering questions. You, you might just be feeling yourself. Five, what was it? The five star notebook. Oh yeah. You, you couldn't wait oh, to yeah. get <laughs> that. Beast with that. Had the trapper keeper. Yeah, the, the trapper, trapper keeper. keeper. That's what it was. And what we Frank. what we also do Lisa too. Since we talking about being fresh for school, we also um we put hygiene packages in there. So it'd be like toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant. Stuff yeah. like that, mouthwash, little travel size. Literally packs. fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Tommy, why don't you talk a little bit about the Knowledge Supply? So, the Knowledge Supply is a nonprofit organization that is geared towards youth services. So, basically, um, my thing is community outreach and youth services. So, um, the we started the backpack giveaway kind of under the Knowledge Supply, but everything we do is incorporated. If 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 I think of something, they're incorporated. They think of something, I'm incorporated. And I, I, I just did a spinoff basically from Spare Change. That's all. I just had some um, ideas of my own, and then they kind of like just rushed me. You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> girls, they don't play with me. So once they see me doing something, they like real supportive. And then we just we just incorporate everything together. So it's really no, no separation to it unless it was just something that I wanted to do in particular. But... Um, we do community cleanups too, you know, um, clean up the community or whatnot. And right now, I'm developing like some um, programs for the neighborhood, like financial literacy for the children as well Major as the as, fe- as well as the adults. Because I grew up not knowing nothing about finance at all, credit, 
I mean nothing. Like I destroyed my credit before I had to rebuild it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So. I got a connection for you. Uh, our homeboy James, who does the "Be Great with Your Money" podcast, um, he oh, did one yeah. of our financial literacy episodes. That. Um, that's what he does. Um, so I I'm can have to get with him. And then. he's on the he's on the same wavelength. Um, so if he can help, yeah, because the like what's with this whole gentrification process going on right now, mm-hmm. especially in my neighborhood and all over the city, you have all these people, such as my grandmother, that's been renting for 20, 30, 40 years. Never had the opportunity to even buy the home that you've been living in or to pay for four times. You know what I'm saying? But they don't know no better. They stuck in their ways. They were never taught. So the financial illiteracy has been passed on to the kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had credit cards up the ass when I was up at State. And I never even thought one time to even repay none of them. I mean, I, it sounds dumb, but I damn near didn't even know that you had to repay it. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. thinking somebody giving me some money. You know how y'all take them loans out, wait for that refund check. Yeah. So um, just trying to, uh, we're trying to uh, motivate our people to do better. You know what I'm saying? Become owners instead of renters. And owner, owners instead of consumers. Absolutely. You know how that go. Ownership is the key to freedom. And we have no freedom in our neighborhood because it's not a community because we don't own shit in that in, right. in the area. You know what I'm saying? And it's really common. Like, gentrification is our money. Hard. Our money. No, it's not Our common. money it's leaves here. the neighborhood yeah. so fast. In his oh, neighborhood, sure. yeah. Our money. Oh, yeah, there's white people everywhere in my neighborhood. Mine too. I already <laughs> knew what was popping once they start making bike lanes. Mm-hmm. Like, niggas been riding bikes for ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not even for a sure. lane. They gave us no lanes. That's a, that's a sign. Gave us a sign the, the street was hey, the, straight up. They put the yeah. rental bikes in your hood. Yeah, it's a wrap. No, it's no longer. They let them it. come by the houses under our nose. A dollar. So, so I know you also have some um, some natural products in in the shop. Um, I have a um. So what I'm trying to do right now, and I'm looking for investors, but that that's we can say that for something else. But um, I want to open up a beauty supply. It's not that I want to. I'm going to open up a beauty supply, and I want it to be all natural products. I'm gonna stay away from all the chemical process and perms and all that, but. Currently now everything is sold inside my barbershop, so I got all plant plant vegetable based products, soaps, um, organic shampoos, conditioners, um, hair products, beard products, um, fluoride free toothpaste, which we all know fluoride destroys poison. tooth enamel and it's poison. We can the wheel. If you have good, healthy, strong teeth, what need is there to go to the dentist? So I believe that's why 9 out of 10 didn't recommend all the bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got to get us in there. You right, know what I'm right. saying? So that's about it. Yeah, yeah. We're we selling a lot of products. We're doing a lot up there at the, uh, at the barbershop. Are the products available through your Instagram or anything? You can go on my Instagram or you can go on Tommy's Beauty Supply Imports at Instagram. Okay. And check me out on there. Um, that's dope, man. Um, I can't wait to the 27th. Um, cause anything I can do, if I need to, I'm gonna be there. So I'll be yeah, there. Early. I'll be on the 26th actually. So I can help y'all oh, yeah. bag everything yeah. up. Yeah, so, but it's August 27th from 12 to five. So come early. Yeah. 12 to five. We'll be there at eight. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to come get it in, help us set up. <laughs> help us set these bounces up. You can't get your haircut. Uh, give the address again. Eight nine seven one Linwood. That's in Detroit. Detroit, four eight two zero six. It's deep in the west side. Mm-hmm. Right on the west side. Y'all consider that deep? We like borderline from the east. Yeah, that's more like my my my, my grandma used to but say. I, say I grew though. up right there, two two streets over on Carter, Linwood and Carter. Yeah, so. see what I'm saying. 
Uh, I used to stay over there for a long time. So, um, Spare Change uh, Instagram page is Spare Change TM. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's the same for Facebook. Facebook is Spare Change the Movement, and our website is SpareChangeTheMovement.com. Yeah. So we don't. Um, me and Dane, we don't typically ask nobody for nothing, right? We no, ain't really the, so. But I'm asking our listeners um, to reach out to Spare Change if you can donate money resources um books if you can bags. support the podcast just by listening you can support you know the endeavors that we stand behind and believe in because we built a brand that's that's pretty authentic and we don't stand behind nothing we don't interview nobody that we don't support and believe in like everybody that we've had in, that we have interviewed is somebody that we have a mutual respect for you can't like, pay you to can't come buy up an interview up here I, I i get the emails i get the dms you can't pay to come up here we only it we just don't accept work all donations. Yeah. Bring whatever you want. Even a one dollar. pack of crayons. It's 50 cents. 50 don't sell cent. it. Some bottles. Depot. We'll take them to the store. I'm you can sure go to Dollar Tree and, and stock up You can definitely on, go to Dollar Tree. And stock up on back to school. Yeah. Yeah. If you just, just want one up pack. there. Yeah, just show some support. Be, just be in attendance. And then we'll have some other services up there, too. You know, we have friends and um and other sponsors uh, that'll be in attendance. All the details. We got to save something. So Y'all need to come, come and get this. And come see. get something. What we do need to do is the kids do need to see uh, the quote-unquote cool people out there helping out. So we, sure. all, sure. we just don't need to see the... We need to see the cool people out there. So, you know, if y'all going out there on the weekend, I think some J's come out that weekend. Uh, wear your new yeah. J's. The kids need to see you looking cool, looking like somebody they will want to aspire to be helping mm-hmm. because that is what's going to actually make an impact on them. And it might be a cliche, but these the kids are our future. Like, Absolutely. Like they, they need to see us doing positive things. They need to see the positive and good images. For us sure. being business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, faces it and pillars in the community and not just – you know, it's there's nothing wrong with aspiring to be an athlete or an entertainer. You know, that's that's cool and all fine. I speak for me as a father myself. I believe to a certain degree it's my job to kill some of my kids' dreams. And not not to say that like you can't aspire for things and when I say kill their dreams, like not just shoot it out the sky, but you know what, you gotta have a plan B and plan B need to have another plan behind that because life is going to fuck you up. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be a yellow brick road to nothing. I had a lot of grandiose dreams and aspirations and it's not even life. I made my own personal decisions along with life kind of shifting what you want and shifting who you are. So you just need, they just need to see that there's more than what you see on television. You can be rich. You can be successful. You don't have to be behind a mic. You don't have to have a ball in your hand in order to do so. Absolutely. And can I also just say, if you do know anyone, because we're not just taking donations too. The donations are great, but if you know a kid or you know a family that could use the backpack, send them up there um, August 27th between 12 and 5, and they can get a backpack. Yeah, and there's no shame. It's no uh, fee. There's no ID check to make sure you low income so we're just hoping everybody you know if you need it just come and, and get it. there early you want to get them haircuts and hairdos because we're not about to be playing with y'all <laughs> for real four, four it's 6 o'clock and this was over at 5 and y'all still try to get it in we got somewhere to go hey man any barbers hit me up if y'all, if y'all need to uh, give a helping hand you know use those hands for good mm-hmm. yeah send, send the young fellas and the young ladies back to school you know, with confidence and looking good and ready to be in that classroom and learn on the first day. 
Because I'm a parent. I love my kids, but I'm ready for them to take their ass back to school <laughs> tomorrow. They are eating me out of house and home, That's being at the crib did. all day, and I need them to go. I ain't even made it there yet. Five nope. is one and two. About <laughs> to be two and three. Wait. Yeah, you can't. Wait for what? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, man. Uh, y'all can give y'all social media. We wrap it up, man. Uh, All right. Mine is hit me up, DM me, or, um, yeah, on my Instagram at Tommy the Barber, T-O-M-M-I-E-T-H-E-B-A-R-B-E-R. And I'm Miss M-S underscore J-Co. And I'm Melina D, M-E-L-I-N-A underscore D. Dame Gone Wild, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that. Shop Talk Pod. Yeah, just follow Shop Talk Podcast on Instagram. Um, go to the website, shoptalkpod.com. And I'm Jay Johnson 313 on all that other good shit. And um, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll let you take it. I'll let you take it. <laughs> you, got <me> last, <laughs> you got me last week. I was on one last week, man. I had, a, I had a crazy week. I've been getting DMs and texts and calls about the podcast last week because I live a crazy life. Yeah. Like, story time with Dame is never fabricated. Right. This is the shit that I live every other day. I want, Dan, I want Daniel Coney. If you listening, I want him to, to, to do something with the, the story time with Dan. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It could be a comic or some shit. You know what I'm saying? That would be dope. I think that'll be dope. Or, yeah, we're going to we'll work on that. Yeah, yeah. But, we um, get Dan up here. Yeah. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Dane. Peace. <laughs>